From years of anxiety to warrior and mentor, Bradley Robinson created the Anxiety Project to help you end your anxiety naturally. Let's mold the new you and let's end anxiety together. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Anxiety Project podcast. I am Brad Robinson here with you today on podcast number 55. 55. And this one is about the amygdala. Now, growing up, you know, we're not taught how to handle the chaos of life in school, right? I wasn't. I grew up in Ontario, Canada, and the educational system here doesn't teach you how to handle loss, the death of a loved one, how to handle the chaos of life that is inevitably going to come your way. We're not taught how to handle and and how to give back to ourselves properly. We're just thrown into classrooms and we're just going along with the motions, doing the tests, learning about a lot of information that's pretty irrelevant, right? So that's why in this podcast, I want to tackle the amygdala so we can better understand the anxiety response and how it operates and how we can work with this anxiety response to overcome our sensitization, right? So let's first understand that the amygdala is what initiates the fight, flight, or freeze response. It's almond-shaped and it's located near the center of the brain. This amygdala has helped us stay alive for over 200,000 years. And this, that, that's humans. This anxiety response is in animals too, right? This is the response that helps them react to a predator lurking around the corner. It's, it's a natural bodily defense mechanism. It's a natural body defense mechanism. It constantly scans the environment for any sort of danger. When the amygdala reacts to a perceived threat, it will trigger the anxiety response within a tenth of a second. It needs to react so quickly in order for your body to respond in order to keep you safe. So when the anxiety response is active, it releases a lot of bodily sensations. And so what's happening is it's the amygdala is readying the body to either fight, flee, or freeze when 
it has come in contact with a perceived threat. So when the amygdala is active, you will feel a wide, wide range of bodily sensations. Since this response is active, an increase of cortisol and adrenaline is produced in the body. This is what creates the bodily sensations. And a lot of people misinterpret these sensations as being life-threatening. Like I did when I was going through anxiety. I misinterpret a lot, all of these sensations, actually, not a few, all of them as being daunting and, and very concerning and, and pertaining to my poor health. So that's what health anxiety sufferers go through. They perceive these sensations as being dangerous, as being life-threatening, and, and so... We snowball the catastrophic thoughts about the sensations and we end up being sensitized 24-7 because we're constantly checking in on our bodily sensations, then misinterpreting them and thus keeping the cycle going and going and going and you might wind up feeling sensitized 24-7 for months because it's a cycle. You're just reacting, misinterpreting them, the sensations, and then feeling the sensations again, and then you're, you become very internal over them. So let's go over some of the sensations the amygdala produces. Um, lightheadedness, racing heart, tingly in the arms and the hands, shallow depth of field, sweating, shallow breathing, chest pains, nausea, and lump in the throat sensation. These are all some of the symptoms and sensations the amygdala produces. With your amygdala, active when your anxiety response is active and your body is releasing cortisol and adrenaline you're going to experience these sensations no doubt the body has prepared itself to respond to the perceived danger right it's preparing to fight it's preparing to flee and so that's why you may feel the tingly in the arms and the legs because the blood flow is racing towards the heart and thus your heart's beating faster. It's readying the body to, to fight, right? It's, it's increasing your adrenaline so that you can respond accordingly. And the, and the danger that you perceive is triggered below your conscious awareness. Right? When it comes to the amygdala, this is activated under your conscious awareness. The amygdala is the emotional brain and 
stores past highly emotional, highly traumatic memories. It stores these memories. So when you're just walking along the street, an external element in your environment can trigger a highly emotional memory, which then activates the anxiety response. For example, say when you were young, you witnessed your parents fighting. While they were fighting, you felt scared, you felt helpless, and you went back to watching your favorite TV show. Now, as an adult, you're at home, you're sitting on your couch, you, you're skimming through the TV channels, and you come across the very same TV episode that you watched when you were that kid trying to escape the harsh reality of your parents fighting, right? You come across that same exact episode as an adult. And then all of a sudden, you feel the bodily sensations from your anxiety response. And this happens below your conscious awareness, like I said before. And then you have a difficult time pinpointing the cause of this response. But under your conscious awareness, the amygdala has associated that very TV program with danger, with dread, as being a threat. It, it is activated that strong emotional memory stored within you. So it's important to understand that the amygdala operates based on associations. And I'll give you another example. Late at night, when you're walking around your house, you may jump from a shadow of a strange object, right? You may jump back because you think it's somebody else. And, and you think it's a person. But when you turn the corner, it's just the shadow from the coat rack and the coat hanging on the coat rack. And so the amygdala reacted instantly to the shadow as being an intruder, as being dangerous. Then once you saw that it's just a coat rack, your rational brain processed it as being just a coat rack and not being dangerous. I found it difficult to return to an environment where I previously had a panic attack. So when I had a panic attack, I would run away. All right. I would run away. And then when I returned to that very same environment where I had a panic attack, I felt the bodily sensations produced by the amygdala. My anxiety became activated, right? I, 
My anxiety was like a level eight, nine, or ten. It was it was high up there. And so when you return to that exact environment, or it could be an environment that resembles the previous environment, you experience the anxi- the same anxiety sensations, right? So what's happening is the previous panic attack was traumatic. And so your amygdala stored that traumatic, highly emotional event. It stored it. And not only that, the amygdala then stored all the information in the environment when the panic attack took place. It stored the smells. It stored the colors. It stored the objects, the people, the tastes in your mouth, the sounds. It stored all that information. And why did it store all that information? To help keep you safe the next time you are in that familiar environment. Since you reacted so highly emotionally in that particular environment, the amygdala stored all the information for later use, right? It's like, okay, this environment is perceived as dangerous, as life-threatening. So I'm going to store all the information, all the data in and around you so that next time when you come in contact with something familiar just like this, I'm going to activate. I'm going to tell you to run away, to respond accordingly, because I want to keep you safe. That's what the amygdala is telling you. I want to keep you safe, so I'm going to store all this information for later use. It's for your own good. So now, so now that when I return to the environment, the amygdala activates the anxiety response. It remembers it's associating the elements in the environment to the last panic attack. So it remembers the last panic attack. And it's telling me, you know what? This place is bad. I should leave. So what do you do when you are confronted again with this panic, with this anxiety response when you return to a familiar environment where you experienced a highly traumatic event what do you do well it's important to return to the environment it's important that you do that and it's important that you don't run away not don't leave Because when you run away from that environment, when you leave, you're actually strengthening that fear of that environment. So what you want to do is stay as horrible as it may be to remain in that environment, to experience the dread, to experience like you are going to die. Because experiencing all those symptoms of anxiety, the the shallow breath, the breathing, and the racing heart, you feel like you're going to die. You do feel like that, and you feel dizzy, you feel like you're going to pass out. But it's important that you remain 
in the environment and wait for that anxiety to go from a level eight, nine, or a 10 to a level four. You want it to go back down to a level four. And once it's down to a level four, once you feel more calm, more relaxed, more confident, you are then telling the amygdala that this environment is not fearful. It's in fact safe. It's in fact safe. You're speaking directly to the amygdala. You have to activate the amygdala in order to speak to it, right? So when that anxiety, when you're in that, when you're in that environment and your anxiety is level eight, nine, or 10, and you're just in full panic mode, the best thing to do is to remain in that environment and ride that wave, that fear, ride it out. No matter how terrible it is, use some techniques, try some two by two by two breathing to get some oxygen in the body, look around the environment, use some rational thoughts, talk to yourself, be like, you know what, as, as hard as it may seem, because to use rational thoughts when in panic mode, it's very difficult because the amygdala takes over all brain processes, right? But use some quick rational thoughts like, you know, if it kills me, let it kill me. You know, I, I, panic has never killed me before and it won't kill me now, right? So engage in some rational thoughts as hard as it may seem, but remain in the environment because you're strengthening a new pathway in that moment. A pathway that's like, you know what? This environment is in fact safe. I am in fact safe. These sensations that I feel are not life-threatening. You're speaking directly to that amygdala that's initiating this fear, right? So stay in the environment. Do some two-by-two-by-two breathing and look around and, and not run away. You're, at, you're facing that dragon in the cave. You're facing your your biggest fears. Because for me, it was the fear of dying. And it wasn't just the fear of dying. It was the fear of embarrassing myself in front of other people being judged. I didn't like that. It was very horrifying to me. I was afraid of what people will think of me if I did pass out, if I did uh, vomit, if I did uh, die even, right? You're, you don't, you're afraid of being judged by all those faces around you. But it's important that you stay there. You're facing your deepest fears in that moment. You're speaking directly to the amygdala. And once you get your anxiety down to a four, to a level three, you can leave. You can leave the environment. And the next time you go back to that environment, your anxiety will, will be there a little, but it'll slowly go away. It'll slowly decrease each time you go back. So it's important not to avoid places that make you anxious because 
The more you avoid those places, the more your amygdala is associating that place to being dangerous and fearful, which you don't want that. You're going to you're going to limit your life. You're going to you're going to shrink your world down very small to the point of agoraphobia, which I I went through. I went through agoraphobia where I was afraid of leaving my house, right? But understanding how the amygdala operates and that we can use the amygdala to overcome anxiety is really important to understand. It's important to know the amygdala. It's important to know how it operates. And it must be reassuring to you that the amygdala produces all of these bodily sensations. And these bodily sensations can be misinterpreted as being life-threatening. So I hope this podcast really spoke to you. And knowing about the amygdala when I was going through my anxiety recovery, it opened up my eyes. I'm like, oh my God. So these sensations are natural. These sensations are just a natural bodily response. It made me more confident and, and more uh, reassured, right? And also knowing that not to leave the environment, to use the amygdala as a tool to overcome my life challenge. The amygdala is important to know. We can use it to overcome anxiety, remain in the environment, and make sure your anxiety goes from a level 8, 9, or 10 down to a level 4, and then you can leave. And then you'll feel amazing once you leave, and once you conquer your fears and and live through that panic attack and not run away, not phone up a loved one for reassurance, but to handle it on your own is one of the greatest feelings to, to experience that dread and anxiety is not easy. But once you overcome that and you face your fears, you will feel more powerful than ever before. You will feel like you can overcome it, that you are able to, that you are more powerful than you think you are. And you will view yourself as being a powerful person, as being a strong person. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Remember, Ask me questions. Hashtag ask Brad. And I will use these questions for a Q&A podcast. So ask me anything and I will answer your question on a podcast episode. Remember, it's hashtag ask Brad. And you can ask me Um on my website at unpluganxiety.com, go to the contact section of my website. Also, you can ask me these questions on YouTube in the comments section, just or the Facebook or the Instagram. 
go do that and I will answer those questions. And lastly, remember, do not let anxiety define who you are. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you on the next podcast episode. Bye. For more podcast episodes, for more video content, and one-on-one coaching with me via Skype, visit www.unpluganxiety.com for everything you need to know about ending anxiety naturally. I love you all. Have a great day. Bye-bye.